You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 104, The Question Behind the Question. One of the things I like about our podcast is the engagement I find with our listeners. It's one of the benefits of listening to You Were Made for This that I spoke about in our very first episode way back in late November of 2018. It's number one, six reasons to listen to this podcast. I'll have a link to that in the show notes for listeners who may have missed it. I so enjoy getting your comments about our weekly episodes. Most are brief and encouraging, which I very much appreciate. And then every so often, we'll get a more lengthy response that challenges and stimulates my thinking. One such response from a listener came in recently that I found most interesting and which is the basis of today's show. It's a concept that can help you transform your relationships into the best they can be. So keep listening to find out. Not too long ago, I received an email from Randy, a longtime listener to the podcast. Randy happens to be the Director of Financial Aid at the University of Pittsburgh. Randy wrote to me with his reaction to Episode 97, Good Things Happen If We Ask. He related the episode to the work he does in the world of academic financial aid at his university. Here's what Randy wrote. While your focus on the podcast was about asking questions, this also took me down the path of when I meet with students and families. Most are so new to the process of applying for financial aid, they do not know the questions to be asking. So I approach answering their questions by then taking them on a journey of connecting dots to important pieces that address the real questions they need to have answered to ultimately be able to make that decision about affordability in attending our institution. Finally, Randy says, We often think we are asking the right question, when in reality we either are not asking the right question or only skimming the surface. So hopefully, as we become better question askers, we can also help others do the same by how we answer their questions. I found that really challenging. You know, the whole idea of anticipating what questions should be asked by the person in front of us that they don't know what to ask. And this took me down a journey, my own journey, of when I started my business years ago, my recruiting business. One of the things I had to come to grips with was I knew nothing about accounting. And I had to keep track of financial records for the government, for for my own purposes, obviously. And so I found an accountant and met with him and said, hey, I need to hire you to show me what to do. And he was very kind and gracious and patient with me. And he showed me how to keep track of debits and credits, explained what they were, and told me about the different reporting forms I need to send to the government periodically. And each time I met with him, which wasn't all that often, but I just always walked away thinking, I don't, I don't even know what questions to ask. 
And he was so helpful to me in anticipating what I needed to ask because I didn't know what I didn't know. But this accountant was really good at figuring out the question behind the question. He could read me. He could read my emotions and he could read, uh, he could think about what I was wondering about. He anticipated my needs. There's a great story in the Bible that I just find very fascinating about this whole issue of the question behind the question. And it's a story found in Matthew 11, the Gospel of Matthew. And it begins with John the Baptist being in prison, who hears all the things that Jesus was doing, all the miracles that he was performing. And here John is stuck in prison. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus a question. And here's their question. Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? Wow. The question of the disciples is just loaded with emotion. And behind their question is another question, a question of self-examination. They and John are probably thinking, have we made a mistake by following you? Here our leader John, your cousin by the way, is stuck in prison while you're doing all these wonderful things. If you're truly the one we've been waiting for, Why is John locked up in prison, unable to help you, unable to do what you called him to do? There's a tinge of hopelessness, discouragement, and the feeling of maybe we should cut our losses and move on. That just comes through in their question. There's a fear that maybe we've made a mistake, fear that maybe we've wasted a lot of time. It's just questioning, is is all this true? Can we trust you to be the one you say you are? Are you the one? All of that, all of that are questions behind the question. Well, then it's interesting to me how Jesus responds to the question behind the question. In answering the question of John's disciples, He's actually addressing three different people, three different audiences. He talks to the disciples, and then he says something to John the Baptist himself, and then he talks to the crowds that were listening in on all this. To the disciples, he doesn't give a yes or no answer to their yes or no question. Hey, are you the one? Instead, he answers their question behind the question. He answers by reminding them what they have heard and seen, and then go back and remind John of the same thing. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being proclaimed to the poor. In essence, lives are being transformed. That's what Jesus says. He says, look at the results, John. Look at the results, you disciples. And then there's this oh-so-tender response to John himself when Jesus says, and I know he had John in mind with this comment, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. In effect, he's saying to John and his disciples, hang in there. You're in prison because of the stand you took for me, and my Father is going to reward you for it all. Just be patient. Just hang in there. 
I see, I know. You can trust me. It just comes across to me as just being a very, very sweet and tender and compassionate answer to the question behind the question. Then as John's disciples leave, Jesus turns to the crowd and he praises John the Baptist. In verse 11 of chapter 11, Jesus says this, I tell you the truth, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. So what does all this mean for you? How can you use what you've heard today to improve the relationships in your life? Well, I've got a couple of ideas. One is to become more skilled in answering questions people ask and anticipate that there may be a question behind their surface question. It involves practicing the aura principle of deepening our relationships. Observe, remember, ask. In terms of observing, pay attention to any emotion that comes with a question. Is there any fear, any sadness, any anger? How about joy? Do you see any regret? And then put yourself in the shoes of the person asking you the question. If you were in their shoes, what would you be thinking or feeling? And Jesus certainly does that with the question that John's disciples ask him. Then remember, remember what it was like for you when you didn't know. When you didn't know the accounting questions to ask. When you didn't know the financial aid forms that need to be filled out. And draw from that experience to extend grace and understanding to people who don't know what they don't know. That's remembering. And then finally ask. Ask follow-up questions. Get people to define their terms. Ask for examples. Get clarification. Don't assume. And then finally, ask God's Spirit for help in responding to the question behind the question that will be most helpful to the person asking. Another thing you can do is when you're feeling like John the Baptist, wondering, man, is this worth it? You know, is Jesus really the one? To, to, think, about, to think about your relationship with him from his perspective. I read something just recently from uh, Sarah Young in her book, her devotional book called Jesus Today. It's um, day 102. And I'll just read it to you because it so applies to what John the Baptist was experiencing and also what his disciples were experiencing and the questions behind their question to Jesus. Are you the one? This devotional book is written in the first person as if Jesus was talking. And here's the reading for today from Sarah Young, Jesus Today. It's Jesus speaking, and he says, I am taking care of you. I know how hard this is to believe when conditions that are troubling you get worse instead of better. It's easy to feel as if I'm letting you down, as if I really don't care about what you're going through. You know I could instantly change your circumstances, and you can't understand why I seem to be so unresponsive to your prayers. But I repeat, I am taking care of you. To become aware of my loving presence, you need to relax 
and stop trying to control things. Give up your futile efforts to think your way through your problems. Fall back into my strong arms with a sigh of trust. Cease striving and simply enjoy being in my presence. Though there are many things you don't understand, you can rest in my unfailing love. This love is independent of all circumstances and it will never be taken away from you. Although my ways may be mysterious and unfathomable, my love is perfect and everlasting. Watch and hope for me, remembering that I am God, your Savior. And then she has three scripture verses to support all the things that, uh, that she just wrote. I, I just find that very comforting, and I hope you do too. If you forget everything else, here's one thing that I hope you remember from today's episode. It's this. We deepen our relationships when we consider what might be an underlying question behind the question asked of us and then address the deeper issue if one is present. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. I may share them in a future episode unless you say otherwise. You can also share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found the podcast helpful, please subscribe if you haven't already done so. Now, I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act and to think about what are the questions behind the questions that people ask us, all so that you can find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today, and I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.